Welcome guys to the Trying Podcast. My name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. Hi, it's June 20th on Tuesday and so today's episode, today's study will be a continuation of the uncovering episode the episode I've titled uncovering <laughs> by continuation I mean it's it's in the same topic like the women topic the submission topic the those it's it anyway whoever has listened to the uncover uncovered message knows what I'm talking about so it's in that topic now specifically I wanted the um, it was like a, a note like i had in my head i was like this verse came to mind and then i was like hmm wait might that be it was like a question might this verse i didn't know which verse actually i didn't know to even it which it was like i didn't even know which letter it was in it's in timothy but i didn't know that i meant like this specific verse like is it talking about like it's a it was a question like might it be linked to Genesis? Of course, everything is linked to Genesis. But since I'm still learning, I was like, wait, maybe, maybe. So um, so this is the study. I'm starting with a maybe, right? I'm not studying. I'm not starting the study with every answer in the world because nobody has every answer in, in everything. But anyway, my point is, the beginning of this specific verse the study of this specific specific verse so i think i'll start by reading the verse itself first timothy chapter 2 okay there are verses there are several verses from verse 8 to verse 15 so i'll start reading reading from there but before i pressed start i read the entire um first timothy chapter no, it's First Timothy and Second. No, no, I didn't read Second. I read First Timothy. And I think it makes even more sense reading the entire letter because it's one letter. It's like me going into a conversation in the middle and then picking out like a sentence somebody says and then going going out and saying, oh, this is what he means. This is what so-and-so means. But I haven't actually listened to the entire conversation to understand what they're actually talking about. So that's my point. I think... For me to, there is, okay, the two light bulb moments I've had during the private study that I've written down, so I'm to notes here, came from me actually reading the entire letter. So let me just start from reading this specific verse so that when I start reading from chapter one, there are very few verse, chapters, very few chapters. So when I start from reading from chapter one, um, the things that I'm highlighting I'm more like evident, like they're more clear. I don't know if it will be, but I hope it will be because to me, I think I'm seeing something. Again, this is a start, right? It's a continuation of the uncovering study, but uncovered. Is it uncovering? Or am I calling it uncovering? It's uncovered. Let me actually confirm. Uncovered, yeah. <laughs> uncovered. <sighs> but it's an illegal of its own. Because I think, because it's the same Bible, of course, everything is connected. 
but man i'm seeing something even literally before pressing start i like uh, i saw something else so i was like okay maybe there's something here and i think my baby my maybe is starting to be i'm confident in that maybe so i there's something here so let me start from first timothy chapter 2 from verse 8 and then i read from chapter 1 therefore <clears throat> again also just to make a statement i think covid messed up my voice it's like my tone in another uh, uh, uh. like it's hard to even talk for a long time without my voice <clears throat> like i feel like i'm straining my vocal cords like that like right now <sighs> so i'm still my voice is still not where it was before so the oh, anyway i wanted to say something else let me just continue so i just wanted to make that statement so first timothy chapter 2 verse 8 therefore i want the men everywhere to pray lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing i also want the women to dress modestly with decency and propriety adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship god a woman should learn in quietness and full submission I do not permit a woman to teach or to assume authority over a man. She must be quiet, for Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not the one deceived. If and Adam was not the one deceived, it was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. But women will not but women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. Okay. I personally know there's a lot of baggage that comes with this specific verse from I've grown up in a Christian household and by yeah, true, but my point is like I've grown up in a Christian environment. I, I I've started by saying household, but I wanted to say like the people that are around me were Christian. My country is you know, professes to be a Christian nation guided by God. I was meaning like I've had this verse being read, right? And many people have come with have have I've had people talk about like interpret this verse so many different ways, but kind of leaning on either one or another and like Somebody would interpret it this way, another person this way, and then eventually say, okay, this means women should not do this. Another person goes this way and this way and then says, okay, it means women should not do this, you know? So eventually it was leaning towards like two things. It's either women should or should not, like period. <sighs> and after reading and studying the uncovering message, and not necessarily even that one, like, I believe the Holy Spirit, who Jesus calls our teacher, has been guiding me to understand, right? The same way he guides others who are in the, in the body of Christ through their own journeys to understand the same word, right? Not in different ways. No, it's the same Holy Spirit. So I trust that that same Holy Spirit will guide me during this study. And so I just want to mention something. There are footnotes where the parts where it says 
woman. So you can interchange that with wife or a man. You can interchange that with husband, right? And down here in verse 15, but women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. The word woman there, there's a footnote in Greek, can also be the word she. But woman will be saved, but she will be saved through childbearing. Okay, so I've read the specific verse I am surrounding my study in, like I'm basing, I'm basing my study in. I want to mention something. The basics, like the, since I've already mentioned that this is like a beginning study, a beginner study. So today I'm focusing mainly on First Timothy, the entire First Timothy, the entire letter, the first letter to Timothy and Genesis, specifically with Eve. Yes, I'll be talking about what the men part, but this study specifically is I'm studying up what Paul tells the women to do. But again, even in my study, the two notes here, I've also, for the specific reason of studying the specifically, uh, for specifically narrowing down on women, I've also, I'm, I'm also going to mention something about men, which is tied to the women's study, right? Now, I'm not going to lie. I... I have been coming across this verse from everywhere, meaning um, I'd hear somebody talk about, read this verse and say, okay, this is the reason why I'm not a Christian because apparently Christianity teaches women should be silent and quiet and hush, you know, and men should rule over the women. And they, they'd use this verse, these verses, right? And also, I'd also hear Christians say, you know why, that's why I'm, not, I'm a female and I'm not going to take up a teaching role in the church, in the body of Christ, because First Timothy chapter, chapter 2 says this and this and this. Hence why, even though I have a, this, a skill of a teacher, you know, because even like, anyway, here's the thing. I've heard so many things and... As my, my, my relationship with God has started growing, <clears throat> when I chose intentionally since 2020, well, in 2019, like from 2019, to like intentionally study, <clears throat> I started trusting that God is the one who is the teacher. He's the one who knows everything. He's the one who is the creator, Right. And God says that he doesn't lie. God says that he is love. God says that he, he cannot contradict himself. So I can't pick and choose one thing about God and leave out the other thing. Right? I need to take all these attributes of God as one. God is one, as one, right? So this God who does not contradict himself, in one part of the Bible, say for example, in, actually in the Old and the New Testament, we see there are female prophets, like prophets, 
One famous example of a female prophet in the Old Testament is Moses and Aaron's sister, Miriam. Very famous. And God was speaking through her and Aaron, the prophets, right? There were other prophets, but my point is, she's highlighted as being one of those people who God would speak to her in visions and dreams. And they, Aaron and and, and Miriam, but again, I'm narrowing towards the female part here. So the female prophets. So Miriam, together with other prophets, but Miriam would tell, give God's word to the people the same way. The, the, what am I saying? Miriam would interpret the dreams, right? God's word given to her in dreams and visions, Miriam would would proclaim those words to the people of Israel. So she was in a position where she would proclaim God's word to both the male and the female in the congregation near Israel, in the Israel nation, in while they were in the wilderness. Right? So I'm dealing with a God who purposely, intentionally, not forced, chose Miriam, a female, to be one of the prophets. Right? So I've come to, to see that the Bible, the authors of the Bible who are guided and led by the Holy Spirit, right? God's word. They were very strategic. Every detail given to us in the Bible, of course, in its original context, in its original um, um, language. The reason why I'm bringing the original language is because they are, nowadays there they are not necessarily like translations, but there are like, uh, what do you call them? Books like, uh, like the Passion Translation. No see maybe translate i don't know if they call them translations but there are other <clears throat> other um like study bibles that necessarily like don't necessarily um translate the the, the bible word for word or like um in the actual like translate it properly like the actual word that is spoken that is translated but they like add more into the bible like for example, the Amplified Bible. I don't think I have an issue with it, but no, it's it's actually let me Google, actually Google what it's called. Amplified Bible translation. Is it a translation? Yeah, it's a translation. Okay. Um, Difference between between a Bible translation and and I want to see if the word that I'm looking for is meaning. Difference between a Bible translation and and what are they called? Paraphrase, that's the word, and a Bible paraphrase. Okay, so a translation aims to use 
the same words without adding or subtracting meaning. So the NIV translation, the King James translation, the ESV, the NASB, you know, there are these specific translations. By specific, I mean there are translations that are that are available and the meaning of like the meaning of the word translation when it comes to the bible translation it aims to use the same words without adding or subtracting meaning so even if i go to the hebrew i will see oh okay so this hebrew word has been translated to woman right but the same hebrew word a different hebrew word here has also been translated into human but there's a footnote that says it it also translates to she it's also the same the, that hebrew word can also be used to mean she you see like for example like that's what i'm saying word for word right without adding or subtracting but a paraphrase aims to explain the meaning using intentionally different words intentionally different words so the reason why i'm saying that um i was talking about um i was talking about woman and then yeah yeah in first timothy chapter two <clears throat> the woman can also be mean wife and no actually what was i talking about specifically let me pause yeah, I was talking about how the authors of, of the scriptures were guided by the Holy Spirit to write. And every word that is used in the Bible is is important. And I mentioned in the in the original con in the original language, that's why I went on that other tangent. But anyway, my point is every word is necessary and has a meaning as to why it's there. Right? And we see the authors of even of the New Testament, they are the they are the Jews. Of course, they have grown up with this culture of understanding the the words that they they use, and all this is still applied also in the New Testament. There is not one place Paul will come and say, "Oh, by the way, right, I mentioned this and this, but you can interpret it however you want." No, every word is intentional. And I mean even word, every word, an actual word is intentional. So that's why, that's why I don't want to read um, the Bible with a, with a, with a, I wanted to say like a Western lens. Because to be honest, Kenya, I'm a Kenyan, I'm a Kenyan girl, Kenyan lady. I'm speaking English clearly by clearly it may not be clear <laughs> i don't have the perfect english but i'm i'm clearly speaking the language known as english it has it's it's our it's our it's is english our first language and swahili our national language let me search <laughs> is kiswahili kenya's national language In Kenya, Swahili has been the national language. Yeah, okay. So official languages is English, but no, is there a difference? No. What other national languages? The official languages in Kenya are English and Swahili. English is the language of... Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I think there's a term that we say like English is this, but then Swahili is that. Swahili is a national language. But anyway, my point is this: every student in my country, when they go to nursery school, they are taught English and Swahili. But the English is not like native to the land, right? We were colonized by the British. So we speak British English. We are taught British English. So for me to understand what a word means, I need to go to the British dictionary, generally the dictionary, and actually understand it from because it's the, it's it's from their land. It's they're the ones who can tell me what context this word is used in or what it means or where it's used. I can't just come up with new rules as a Kenyan lady <clears throat> for the English language, right? So a language has its meaning and its context and its its it, uh, uh, that's what I mean. That's what I mean basically. So when it comes to the Hebrew language, right, and the Aramaic language, the languages that were used to to write the the Bible the scrolls and whatever, the letters, they have a meaning. Every word has an, <clears throat> every word is meaningful. So I don't want to come with this. Oh, the reason why I said like it's a Western mindset because I, 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 I think Brit, Britney, the Europe is Western. It's Western. Yeah, it's the West. So, I don't want to come with this Western mindset of of understanding the Bible <clears throat> meaning because the Bible I'm reading is written in English. I'm going to read okay, but the women will be saved through childbearing. Okay, so what is like literally verbatim where the women are going to heaven through bearing children. Okay, so that's what that means. Full stop, close the Bible. That's what I mean. I don't want to, to understand the Bible like that. Because that's not what the authors of the Bible want me to. That's not how the authors of the Bible want me to go about it. God tells Joshua to study day and night with with understanding. A person, for example, I'm just going to mention a religion, like for example, Muslim, because Muslim is um, the other largest, apart from Christianity, Islam. Islam is the other religion in Kenya that is largely practiced. So say for example, a Muslim picks up the Bible and there are many Muslims who have picked up the Bible and they have read the Bible, <clears throat> right? They have read actually like from start to finish and me personally as a Christian, I haven't actually. So say for example, an, a Muslim comes to me, uh, a female, a lady comes to me and, and asks me, June, how come your Bible says this in First Timothy chapter 2. It says women will be saved through childbearing. Now. <laughs> here's the thing. That I'm currently understanding. Just because somebody. Even if it's a Christian. Has read the entire Bible. Doesn't mean they have understanding. Just because somebody has read the Bible. And can repeat and and in it like 
quote word like from their head like from a cram like doesn't mean they have understanding and i'm not claiming to have like understanding i'm just saying i trust in a god who claims to be my teacher and he will give me wisdom and understanding and knowledge so i'm leaning on god right so while i'm studying this as a human being with a mind of my own and free will i'm choosing to respect this this book and understand it and and respect and respect it as like as as a what do you call it like like for example when i read a history book or even for example when i take the quran for example i take the quran and i start reading it i need to read it with respect by that i mean i need to i don't I need to i should not come with my own understanding and start putting words into the quran no read it as it read it knowing that okay what is this this book okay they say it's a holy book okay it's a holy book written by who when where how like well, that's my point i need to come with it with respect right knowing that okay so when they say this they don't literally mean this they mean okay because I, okay like that so the reason why i'm even saying this is because this i think it's in the uncovering message uncovered message or one of the messages maybe while i was talking about fruitfulness um orchard of pomegranates or one of those messages but it's this season i mentioned how i was listening to t- to the bible project the classroom near classrooms nini one of their classrooms and team from the bible project was explaining how in genesis chapter 3 where god is giving eve her consequences because he starts with the uh, with the serpent and then with i think with eve and then with a man and so god tells eve that your you'll have pain your pain your pain your pain in childbearing will increase tendio let me jump to genesis this is this all makes sense in my study genesis chapter 3 chapter 3 verse 6 maybe no Okay, verse 13. Then the Lord said to the woman, "What is this you have done?" The woman said, "The serpent deceived me and I ate." Oh, okay, not that. I want to Okay, verse 16. <clears throat> to the woman God said, "I will make your pains in childbearing very severe." Now, interestingly, God continues and says, "With painful labor you will give birth to children." Now, that first part God says uses this word childbearing. Now if I actually go and see what Hebrew word was used there Genesis Genesis chapter 3 <clears throat> verse 16 you know Yeah verse 16 Bible Hub Bible Hub I want to read the Hebrew word used there for child bearing or child birth Okay to the woman he said this is in Hebrew right like the literal translation of the Hebrew word words used to the woman he said i will sharply increase your pain in childbirth 
And I mean, the word there is waheronek something. I can't pronounce that word. So in childbirth, the word there is conception or pregnancy. The actual word used there for childbirth, heron or her, herayon, I might be mispronouncing them, <clears throat> is, is, is conception. And we can see even how it has been used in other places, like Ruth chapter 4 verse 13. Ruth chapter 4 verse 13, let me start from verse 12. Moreover, may your house be like the house of Perez from Tamar bore to whom Tamar bore to Judah through the offspring which the Lord will give you by this young woman. <clears throat> so Boaz took Ruth, <clears throat> sorry, so Boaz, Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife and he went into her and the Lord enabled her to conceive. And she gave birth to a son. You see, there's a difference between giving birth. That's why I was talking about the dictionary and the English dictionary. My point is, the Bible has been translated into many languages. Many languages. And the translators, God bless them, try their very best to understand these languages, these other languages, and try to find words that are the closest to the Hebrew words used. Because we live in different cultures and there are some cultures that don't have a word for the sky. Maybe they call it, even the Bible calls the, the heavens, calls it the heavens. And to me right now in my 21st century mind, when you say heaven, I am literally going to like where God lives, like where God is, God's space. I don't think of the sky. I don't think of space. Today we call it the sky. We call it space. But back then, and maybe even other cultures, they have a term that is not specifically, they don't even have a term for space. There are cultures that don't even have a term for space. So that's my point. These translators try their very best to understand these languages, these many languages that are in this world, and try to find the word closest to the Hebrew word used. So that's what I'm saying when I read these, the Bible in English, I should, if I am, you know, one, finding a, a trusted translation, okay, but then if I'm in a position to access, literally Google, just go to Bible, they literally what I've just Googled, First Timothy chapter 2 verse 12, Bible hub, and then press the Hebrew, the Hebrew kapat, and I literally have it in my hands right now. The entire Hebrew Bible or whether it was written in Aramaic, the passage that are written in Aramaic, like I have it right now. So what's stopping me from studying the Bible like that to understand it deeper, right? And so again, that's why there are these, some of these verses that have literally caused so much divide in the church because people don't want to deeply study the Bible. There are some verses that are so clear that I don't need to go to the Hebrew Bible to understand, right? The Hebrew, like, yeah, the Hebrew words to understand. But there are some verses that when, whenever I get myself to a place where like, hmm, I honestly don't understand what this means. Those are the type of questions I'm now not afraid to ask God. 
meaning I'm not afraid to sit down or just take my notebook, write down or text myself so that I can continuously study. Ask God, okay, God, this has come to mind. Is there a connection between this and this? You know, and then another thing comes to mind. I know I've started, I haven't even started reading, but I just want to make this point and I've been making it in my other episodes, in my other seasons. But this is a study that I that personally affects me. Because I even remember while I was I've been making this class statement. And I'm I'm not backing down from the statement to be honest, because I don't consider myself a teacher. It's a statement con- <laughs> it's a statement based on teaching. I usually say, Okay, I'm not a teacher, I'm not teaching, I'm just sharing my studies. That's something I've been saying from like the beginning of the me sharing publicly these episodes these studies i tend to say like okay by the way i'm not teaching right but but um i'm just sharing publicly my studies and to be honest that statement is not based on this chapter it's not even based on like women should not read this this argument that that we waste our time on I think it's a waste of time when it can't that the arguments based on these verses because I believe the Holy Spirit doesn't make it hard for us to understand if we only ask for him to teach us he doesn't say oh let, let's just wait 10 years so that you have an understanding it's just people we're human beings and we want power right both male and female we want power so whatever way we can get power, even if it's through the church, if we don't have self-control, we will do it. We'll do everything it takes for us to have power. So we find ourselves, even in Paul's time, saying there will be false teachers. There will be people who actually want to bring confusion and to bring disruption in the body of Christ. Take heed. Be alert. So just because somebody has been in church for how many number of years and says, oh, this is what the Bible says, full stop. No, God tells me to be responsible for my own studies. To, to go to him directly and ask him to teach me. That what, that's what God says. I don't have any excuse when judgment day comes or when that day comes and i'm before god and god asks me nanini why didn't you do this and i'll be like well pastor so and so told us this and this god will be like you had access to my word you have access to me why didn't you ask me what i actually meant what i'm actually what i actually want from you me that's the audience of one me that's where i stand right now and so <clears throat> I know I've, I've, I'm touching on so many things. My point is this. That statement that I usually make, like, I'm not here to teach. I'm here to share, publicly share. It's not even based on this verse that women should, because the argument generally is like women should not teach. So you're either for that or you're against that. And people base their arguments on this verse and other chapters 
another verse is in the bible but my actual reason for saying that statement is in i think jude or titus i don't know which where 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 or it's john first john my point is where that part where it's written like the teachers will be will face will face harsh more harsh judgment <laughs> research because i don't want to be in a position where i'm placing myself and it's not god placing me and then I call myself a teacher and a teacher and a teacher and then one day I face God and God will be like, sis, you led so many people astray while you are, while you're a baby, baby learner, you know, you're learning, you're starting to learn. And anyway, let me start, let me search that verse, teachers will face, will judge harshly, that's, it's right here. Will be judged harshly it's james chapter 3 verse 1 not many of you should become teachers my brothers my brothers because let me press that not many of you should become teachers my fellow believers because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly this is the verse that keep that 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 uh, makes me want to keep making that statement like but i'm not teaching <laughs> It's this last. It's not because I'm a female. Because I believe God has given me. I believe what I'm doing is guided by God. The same God of the Bible. And I'm a woman. And there are men who actually listen to these public episodes that I share. Now, whether or not. I call myself a teacher. I am actually sharing the word of God publicly. <sighs> right now, as westernized countries, Christianity is is seen as church, going to church. And the church is a building. And the building is where the preacher is there in the front and the people are sitting on seats facing the teacher and the church is structured in a certain type of way and so every church should be like that this is not how it usually was even in the times of the 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 nini disciples even in jesus time jesus would preach outside under trees on mountain slopes and do where yes he'd be the one in the front teaching or maybe in the middle i don't know how people how that was happening but that's my point even in those times, that was still the church. In the disciples' time, that was still the church. The church is the body of Christ. When they gather together, then... Even even at the time in the book of Acts, how we see it described as the church meeting, they were literally meeting at a, at like a, a person's house and they would sit and eat and the and the message and somebody would teach and somebody would prophesy and somebody would pray and it's that's what i'm saying just because my understanding of church and of the bible is westernized let me just use that term for like basically because kenya we are westernized even though we have our cultures we are mainly westernized even our churches and all those things like I can't say there's a like maybe music maybe because we have 
people create worship God in their own languages. So we have our own cultural way of worshiping God, of course, that is not like quote unquote westernized. But, and I don't even think westernization is like a bad thing. I'm not using that word to mean like it's wrong. I'm just saying it's not the only way. It's not the only Christian way of doing things. There are Asians who have their own way of worshiping God and own way of gathering. There are other people and other cultures that worship the same God, the Christian God, Jesus, that worship Jesus, right? In their own way. Even the Bible, Jesus says that Many nations will come and dine with Abraham. I'm paraphrasing. Different languages and cultures, even Revelation, we're told how there are many tribes and cultures. So diversity is actually approved by God because he's the one who created us anyway. We are diverse. Diversity is not a bad thing. I should not want to be the same as others meaning like just like lay down my own culture just because I deem something else is better no I should be proud of my culture and proud of the good thing and let go of the bad thing good and bad to me are based on what God says is good and bad my God is Yahweh so my goodness study my point <laughs> my point is for example why did i go to genesis chapter 3 and pointed out childbearing is because every time i went to church oh yeah i started by saying i, I live in a country where it's christian and yeah, yeah so everywhere place where i had a preacher teach even either online maybe even not in my country but everywhere i had people preach about genesis chapter 3 verse 16 Hardy juicy, and by juicy, I mean even last just last year, I had the same mindset like it was painfully. No, actually, it's not last year. I remember studying the naked study and that sailor study. Which one was it? I think it's the naked study, or it's a study T S E L A sailor study. One of those studies where I was reading Genesis and I came to understand like, yo, it's about bearing fruit. It's about labor. It's about like fruitfulness. I remember. So it was not, it's not last year. Maybe the year, maybe tw- let me just mention 2020. Let me use 2020 as an example. Twenty, From the day I was born to the times I understood what these words were mean, like the words and I understood English and I was taught and I went to church to tw- till 2020 I had I had the I stood on the same teachings that others <clears throat> many others in my country and in many other places were saying when it comes were understanding when it comes to Genesis chapter 3 and some still many 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 like 99.9% or 90% I don't know it's, it's my own percentage still understand Genesis chapter 3 verse 16 to mean that God brings painful labor pains. I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. Right there. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. But this part, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. That part's childbearing, I've always come to understand because that's how I've been taught. To understand it as when giving birth 
God will make the females have painful bathing um, C-session, what? Like a painful bathing time. Like they'll have pain in giving birth. Labor pains. But from reading the Hebrew, the word used here in childbearing, childbirth, is different. It's about conception and pregnancy. Meaning women are no longer going to, when the seed enters the female and it fertilized, fertilizes the egg. That conception, that's, see, that is conception, yeah. Yeah, that's when pregnancy starts. When the sperm meets the egg and the fertilization happens. That co- moment of conception, that's, the, that's what God is talking about. That fruitful, when the seed enters the womb, the ground, the, 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 the ground, right? When the seed is planted, the, the, um, the fruitfulness, that's what God is talking about. It will be hard from now on, God tells Eve, meaning there will be miscarriages, there will be, um, children who are not like the like the physical formation of the human the child deformed see that's a word there are death will be attached with the fruitfulness it will not be easy it will not be perfect as God intended it to be anymore. <clears throat> Barrenness. Because conception, for something to be conceived, it means the land is already fruitful, the womb is already fruitful. The mind for an idea to be conceived, meaning that the mind is ready to it's already watered. The land is watered, you know, like you're, you've put your mind in a place where it can bear fruit. The idea is the fruit, right? That's why people say like, my mind needs to be at rest. I need to rest. My mind needs to be, I need to meditate. And I like, my point is like, that's, they're trying to, to water the land, prepare the land so that when the seed is planted it grows so that a seed can actually be planted so that the egg can be fertilized so that an idea can be conceived so that's my point and that one specific word that the writers chose to write there that that god chose to be written down childbearing has been constantly been used in the Bible. And that means I need to follow the thread. Where was this word used in the very beginning? Oh, oh. Coincidence? I don't think it's a coincidence that it's linked to Eve. The first word this this the first time childbearing has been used is linked to Eve, a woman. The reason why I'm even talking about childbearing is because in Timothy the 
verse that I've read, for example, in First Timothy chapter two, verse fifteen. Let me scroll. First Timothy chapter two, verse fifteen says, "But she, the woman, will be saved through childbearing, if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. She will be saved through childbearing." You see now why I'm focusing on this word. Paul, this is Paul writing a letter to Timothy. Paul was a Pharisee. He was a teacher of the law. He had studied everything that needed to be studied. He had one of the best teachers. Right? He tells us his teacher was Gali something. I, I forget. So that's my point. This is a Jew who understands his his scriptures he meaning every word he chooses to use Kwanzaa, for example the topic of covering paul talks about it i can see a glimpse of it here in this this um it's not a glimpse it's they're all connected but my point is it's the same guy who talked about that verse in i think it was in corinthians but I studied in the uncovered message. I'm, I keep on calling it uncovering, but it's uncovered. That episode. He has a way with words. And that is intentional. The words that he uses, the examples that he uses, the phrases that he uses, they are all connected because he's, he's, he's participating in the same story that started in Genesis. Christ was the fulfillment of the story that started in Genesis. We, the church, are the fulfillment of the story that started in Genesis. We are members. And Paul, a teacher, an apostle, a disciple of Christ, is teaching us, the body of Christ, the fulfillment of the story teaching us it like i cannot my point is this what paul is teaching is connected to genesis i cannot separate first timothy and say i'll understand first timothy alone i can understand everything from genesis to revelation without even reading it when i read first timothy i'll understand everything no, there are many blanks. I'll come I'll come up with many blanks places. There are things I'll be like, what? What does this mean? What does this mean? This is weird. This is out of place. But no, everything is connected because these are the threads. The same threads that started in Genesis, they are continued to be woven all the way in all those scrolls, the, the Torah, the entire Tanakh, and then entering the New Testament, the Messiah being revealed. It's the same threads. So I think I'm t I've taken all that time. How many? 50 minutes. <laughs> I've taken all that. I think that's... Because <sighs> I don't even have much time right now to record. But I'll continue. I'll pause. I'll pause here. This will be like the first section. Because I think it makes it's important for me to state what I've stated. 
because I'll be highlighting certain words. And those words, they are the threads that I'm following in First Timothy. Right? I'll be following threads. Again, this is the beginning of the study, so it makes sense that I've taken close to an hour just <laughs> laying the ground <laughs> for somebody to actually understand why. Because, for example, I, I am not ignorant of the fact that somebody might listen to this episode as a first episode without having listened to any of the 130 episodes I've shared. And they usually um, mention, if I, would, if I was to give advice to somebody, um, somebody would ask me like, oh, okay, you have a podcast, okay, you're sharing, oh, it's about, okay, so what what episode do you, would you want me to listen to first? I'd say like start from beginning. <laughs> Just take your time and start from first episode because if somebody does that my episode is different my my this podcast is different because it's about my journey with god and how i'm the steps that i'm taking on that journey and the me my journey the me has certain fears has certain misconceptions has certain things that are holding her back on actually taking steps to move forward in this journey and so those are certain so like those are the things that affect my studies that affect my this journey and that I, I choose to publicly share some parts some bits so for somebody to understand why I'm talking about what I'm talking about, why I'm even interested in reading this, I think it will be more beneficial for them to start from the beginning and understand, okay, so this is Nanini. Okay, so okay, so in episode this, that's why she keeps mentioning this word because she actually learned it in this episode. Oh, so that's why she keeps mentioning this because in episode this, that's where she actually understood it. Okay, you know. I don't mean like everybody like somebody should listen to everything but that that would be my advice. It's not necessary but for everything to make sense, for me to make sense <laughs> for for the 53 minutes for the 53 minutes that I've taken to explain to just lay the car foundation to make sense. Yeah, somebody needs to actually understand me and how I think, right? Because again, I'm not studying this alone. <clears throat> Meaning, I'm not alone right now. This is something I keep on start s saying. And sometimes I, I don't mention it because I, I keep on saying it so many times. Hence why somebody should actually listen to the previous seasons. But I believe I live in a spiritual and a physical world. Stroke natural. A physical and spiritual world meaning the i i live in a world where the things i can see touch smell taste that's the physical but there are other things i believe exist that are spiritual that i can't see touch smell or taste but they are as real as the physical the visible and the invisible and everything has been created by god that's my belief so 
why am I saying that? I'm saying that because the reason why I've taken 55 now, I'm taking 55 minutes to even start explaining is because during the studies, these two short notes I've written down and during my usual studies, I believe the devil finds his way, has his very um, sneaky way of instilling doubts and fears in me. I'm going to speak about myself because anyway, who else am I going to talk about? The devil has, he knows me. He is a being that has existed even before I was born. He's a being that has existed even before human beings were created. So that's a being that has knowledge. He has knowledge. He knows how to trick humans because he has observed us since the first human existed. He approached the first humans actually and that's why we're in this specific sinful world we exist in is because of this deceiver. And I believe he still exists and he has minions everywhere. Paul says that we do not struggle. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not physical. It's about rulers, powers, authorities, the invisible powers, rulers, and authorities of the heavenly places. Paul is saying this is spiritual. And Paul is even saying the spiritual is the most real. It's the most way you can, like it's the realest way you can understand life when you understand the spiritual. For even the physical to make sense, for why there is a star, for why there is light, for why human beings connect the way we do, it all stems from the spiritual. Because the spiritual came first. God is spirit. He has no beginning. He has no end. The spiritual came first. So that's why I'm saying this. Mostly, I spend all that time because I need to understand. Me, for me to get into this study, I need to understand why I'm studying it this way. It's for me. And of course, I'm sharing it. But I'm not coming in this with a warrior mindset that says like no harm can come upon me or like um, um, I, I will always remain untouched the devil can't touch me no I need to be alert we're told to be alert and to be aware of the devil's schemes meaning I know I can fall prey of the devil's schemes right so I think I'll pause here and then I'll start from First Timothy from chapter 1 I read everything and you know I uh, you know what I think this will be a different episode I think like this will be a different way of me doing things because to be honest I don't have much time to record right now um I think even my time is up. Um, so I think this will be an episode of its own. It's long enough to for somebody to actually understand why I want to study First Timothy chapter 
from chap that chapter chapter two but like the entire chapter it's long enough for somebody to actually i've given enough context for somebody to understand and like i have the notes to be honest i have the notes that i want to talk about but i think this would be like a start this is where this is the start of this study the next study i'll i'll start with first with reading first timothy the entire the entire book the entire letter and then mention what i need to mention and even during the week i can continue adding on this on this nini on these two notes i've written down they're not that many it's like just a one page in my notebook excuse me belching so i think this is enough for an episode just me explaining why i want to start studying this i see it as a continuation of the uncover i mean and i see it as a continuation of my entire studies but specifically it's a continuation of the uncovered episode so i think whoever is listening can start by listening to the uncovered episode if they haven't listened to it and understand why i'm linking those two episodes and then because i'll be it's the same concept of understanding meaning it's not my own concept the reason why i keep on saying i don't want to understand like just the like the perusing type of reading like uh uh-huh, okay 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 i don't want to just understand the the fast read and take it as is i trust and respect this the word of god so much and understand that god what god's word is deep the holy spirit wants us to understand the depths of god his knowledge and wisdom is deep there is more to just the first reading and the first understanding of the verse again i've heard these verses talked about countless of times and they there's even a time i i came across this verse and i mentioned like to be honest i don't even know what to say about this because personally i know what people have said but personally god has not led me to study and so now i think god is guiding me and leading me to study he, he there's something he wants me to understand actually there's always something god wants me to understand but specifically on this topic i think now is the time god wants me to understand this this first timothy chapter 2 i'm not going to take it upon myself to understand the entire bible and what god says about women and the authority and whatever no i'm taking the steps god is lighting the god is one lighting the path so the steps the paths the places where he lights those steps those are the steps that i'm going to take i'm taking slowly because i trust that god will lead me to understand so far i'm seeing something that is like wow <laughs> to be honest what the small notes are written down here it's interest like it's um it's a lens that i've never seen and again the holy spirit speaks to so many millions and millions and millions of his children so i'm so sure i'm so sure there are people who have come to this understanding that god wants me to come to because it's the same god the same holy spirit it's just the loudest the loudest of the bunch that are the most famous are the ones that 
we like online we keep on hearing their own version their own understanding their own understanding and that's then happens to be people perceive that as the actual christian understanding but no i believe the same holy spirit does not contradict himself and to just the reason i think it's also a good thing i've I mentioned the childbearing thing and it meaning conception and pregnancy so if somebody wants to continue studying with me on their own time i think when they read fasting with chapter 2 verse 15 but the woman she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith love holiness and propriety and self-control this is not specifically the verse i'm focusing on i'm focusing on from verse 8 where it's like therefore i want the men everywhere to pray lifting up their holy hands without anger or disputing i also want the women to dress modestly with decency and propriety adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes but with good deeds verse 10 i'm highlighting verse 10 but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess the work uh, profess to worship god a woman should learn in quietness verse 11 i'm highlighting verse 11 a woman should learn in quietness and full submission i do not permit a woman to teach or assume authority over a man another verse i'm highlighting she must be quiet highlighting that for adam was formed first then eve you see it's paul Mm, let me finish and adam was not the one deceived but it was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner but women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith love holiness with propriety this is specifically the verses i want to continue studying but again since i've read today first timothy all of it i've come to see like of course nanini when you read in context it starts making sense don't just pick a verse out of nowhere and think you understand what it means at least read the chapter at least read the letter until at least read the entire thing so that you see what this writer is talking about so um i think i'll pause this episode here you know the childbearing thing is something when when somebody understands what i mean when i say the childbearing in hebrew means this and so why is paul using it here why these are the questions now i'll be i'll be i'll be in the next episode i'll start to answer why is paul using this same word that he, that is talked about in genesis here and why is Paul applying it to women? Of course, it's because women are the only ones who can bear children. And why is Paul bringing Adam and Eve into this? Paul is saying, um, alert, 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 reader, go back to Adam and Eve. Understand what I mean when I say this. Go back to Adam and Eve. It makes more sense when you understand what Adam and Eve have to do with all this. So that's my point. I'm going to go back to Adam and Eve. Um, and I'm going to understand because I'm focusing mainly on women. Again, I'll mention men and what I'm seeing that as well. But I'm focusing mainly on women. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot to learn. I'll always be learning until God takes 
takes my breath, his breath away from me. It's not mine, it's his. So until that happens, I am willing and 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 open to hear from God, right? And again, I'm not in my own bubble. So there are people who I believe God is guiding me to trust and listen to who has been guiding me. It's not like I'm starting now, but God um, has me listening to certain teachers, right? And has me listening to certain people to broaden my own understanding. Again, this stems from I'm not, I'm not the, for me to have understood something in such as like one way, I don't think I'm at fault because I live in a certain place where certain things are mentioned. So of course, if I don't have another, another understanding, like a broader understanding of what other cultures say about this specific issue, like for example, a woman at home, I mean, Kenya, we have so many beautiful, so many beautiful diverse tribes but they have their own way of understanding a woman's role but most of them are generally the same but they are diff they differ in one way or another but if i only understand it in my own way they're only they're like the tribe that i was born into i was um and think that that's the only way people think that will be ignorant of me, right? That will be ignorant of me. So my point is, <laughs> I don't have to make a summary. So to broaden my understanding, right? I need to broaden my understanding. And God knows that because he knows that, okay, Nanini, so this is why you're thinking like this, but this is why you're wrong. See it, it, see it this way. This is something you did not know. And it's okay that you did not know it. But now you're in a position where you can learn. Okay, now take a seat. Sit down, be humble, right? And take a seat and learn. So now that I have access to these resources, what is stopping me from accessing the resources? And adding more knowledge right and then god gives me understanding and then i gain wisdom you know i think wisdom is like how i will enact that knowledge with understanding so, you know like how i live it out that's where like wisdom that's like the wisdom how do i live out the knowledge that i know you know i think so so i think I don't think, I know God has me listening to other people who, um, they're Christians, of course, they're sound teachers. I believe they are. They're sound teachers who broaden my understanding to the cultures, to information that I had no idea existed. And I'm like, oh, okay. By the way, I've started one thing I've, I've started um, listening to. It's like history, like actual history. I was never a fan of history. Never. 
ever, ever, ever. But I'm now fascinated with history and specifically when it comes to the Bible. Yes, there's like the context. Okay, you know, historically this is... No, no, I mean like actual history. Like who are these Philistines? Who are these Canaanites? What's their story? Who are these uh, Nenevites? What is Babylon and its history? What's its story? What do what do the Philistines say about the Canaanites? What do the Philistines see in the Hebrews and what the Egyptians say about... Like all that, it's accessible. It's accessible. And it makes so much sense because I listened to something like Kwanzaa Juzi. Is it Juzi or yesterday? I think it's yesterday. I was listening to this um, YouTube. I'm so, <laughs> so I haven't yet put down my phone. Let me just say that. I'm ashamed to say that. I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. I have been planning on how to go about like the time allocating the time that I usually waste on my phone actually allocating how to use that time because if I don't plan it I'll still waste it so yes I've been doing that but that's not an excuse so I've yeah so I'm still on YouTube but honestly honestly I want to stop and I'm taking some steps but I don't want to make an excuse. So I'm still using YouTube, but I know I need to stop. So I was on YouTube yesterday and I listened to this person explain. Um, he was talking about he was talking about Moloch and Baal, Baal, those gods. And he's, he's this historian. And he was seeing like explaining about in history the Canaanite religion and how this and these are these are um small gods by by small gods i mean small g gods that were worshipped by the canaanites in the bible and these other religion these other not religions uh, these other um, nations in the bible you know baal people sacrificing their children even in jeremiah god says why are you sacrificing your children in the high places why are you sacrificing my children in Ezekiel? God plead, God cries to the, by cries I mean like he makes it clear to the Israelites, you guys what you're doing is so wrong. You know, all these things, it's it's in the Bible. So when I actually listen to his history, valid, valid and, and sound history, it gives me more knowledge because Jana, yesterday, this guy was saying, by the way, by the way, you guys, you should understand, the Canaanites, this is something they were doing in the gods, in their worship of the, I don't know if they, he was specifically talking about Moloch or Baal, but let me just say Moloch. The Canaanite religion, while they were worshiping Moloch, they had these orgies, right? But these orgies were, were non um, it's believed, let me just say that, because I think those are the terms he used. It's believed and understood that these orgies were non-consensual. And specifically in the specific ritual where they were killing and sacrificing their children, slaughtering the throats of children and throwing it in the mouth of these stone stone um, god of theirs. See, they are creating their gods in like physically creating images and they were like the Moloch and the Baal is like they're linked to this bull god you know the golden calf 
you know now in a nifikiri like the golden calf it was this god Moloch the Baal anyway oh yeah man there's so many things coming to mind but my point is this so um this guy says yeah by the way during that process while they were throwing uh, throwing their kids in the open fire the furnace open furnace in the open furnace of these gods of theirs they had these orgies and the orgies were between guess who sons and their mothers ah i listened to that and immediately i went to genesis this chapter 9 where ham sees the nakedness of his father and after that because again from my previous studies that i've been studying that means he sleeps with his, his with his mother ham sleeps with his mother while his father is drunk so he uncovered his mother he uncovered his father it's the same thing. Seeing the nakedness of your father means you're... Because they are one flesh. Again, I talked about this in the Uncovered message and all these things and many other places. But, but, the reason why this understanding... I'm, I'm talking about adding more knowledge. You know? So, with that information, this guy says, yeah. By the And he didn't even link it to Ham. And why am I even linking the Canaanites to Ham? Guess who the son of Ham is? Canaan. Where the Canaanites come from? Um, yeah. Can you, this is why I'm talking about these links. This is this makes sense with the child childbearing thing. Me asking myself, okay, this is a verse I don't have an understanding. So why are women saved through bearing children? I've come to learn how to study this and it's not every book no not every book has these threads not every holy book has these threads not every history book has these threads but actually history itself life itself does have threads they are common things that's why people say history repeats itself it's because of these threads it's because we tend to repeat the same pattern there are patterns so that's my point. I need to understand these patterns that are specific to the word of God. And when I link and I ask myself, okay, so where where do we where is the connection between um childbearing first mentioned? It takes me to Eve. And when I read Eve, I see oh Paul is also connecting this to Eve. You see, there's more knowledge based there. So anyway. So this guy, this guy says, yeah, by the way, these guys were sleeping with their mothers to show power and to, to gain more power. Because it's like, it's like, a, you see, it's like when, a, when male lions start fighting to show who is more, who will be the king of the, the, car, the pack. And then what the, the strongest lion wins and kicks out the other male lions. Even sometimes the father, the father lions fight with their male cubs, baby cubs, because they don't want, it's, it's that thing, it's that power hierarchy thing. So even, so me understanding like, oh, so that's why the Bible talks about 
we see even Reuben sleeping with his father's mistress. That's something. That's a thread. <sighs> My point is this. It has given me more understanding as to why the Bible, which is a Hebrew-based story, if I can call it that. It's a Hebrew-based story based on a, on certain, a certain group of people, Hebrew people, who... Who are, whose history is connected to this God that revealed himself as Yahweh, revealed himself to them, and he gave them certain um, rules and conditions to live by, to separate themselves from the, their surrounding cultures. And which, which cultures are those? The Canaanites, the Hittites, the Jebusites. So that's my point. The, the Bible does not exist in a, in a bubble. It exists, it existed, and it is existing in a time and place. It was created in a time and place where other cultures were influencing the Hebrew people. And so God was telling them, I don't want you to be influenced by these cultures. Don't do the same things they are doing because they are doing this to sacrifice their children. They are doing this to appease their gods. They are doing, and I don't want you to be part of these cultures. So when I listen to this historian talk about Canaanites, I'll be like, ah, so that's why God tells the Hebrew people to not associate themselves with the Canaanites at this time and this time because of that. So... It, that's a fun fact. That's a, that's it's not really even a fun fact, but it's something I wanted to share. That it's based on this knowledge thing, right? So, so I want to, I want um choosing to intentionally approach the Bible while I'm studying. With that mindset, the mindset of okay, this is a book that I believe, God. And and Nini um. Not to say empowered, but God directed to be written down. A God who I believe is real. Okay, so that's how I'm starting. Okay, so what are the characteristics of this God? Okay, okay, okay. So what are the promises this God gives those who follow him? Okay, okay. So does God say only the Hebrew people are the ones who are supposed to follow? Oh, he talks about many nations? Okay. So he's quite inclusive, huh? Oh, oh, it's because he wants to save the entire human race? Oh, so that makes sense. Okay, okay, okay. So what about these Gentiles? They're worshipping other gods. What, what's God, what does God tell them? Does God talk to them? <gasps> Jonah, an example. Okay, so we see Jonah is sent to these Ninevites. Ah, okay, okay. So again, I'm building a case. I'm building a picture. I'm, I'm building. I'm building a file, slowly by slowly, while I'm studying on who this God is, on who these people were, and what promises God say. Like I'm building. I'm slowly learning, and that building thing, the knowledge that I'm growing. 
that is what i believe god wants me to learn he wants me to, to he wants to increase my knowledge through the scriptures and, and understanding and not just so that i have the knowledge no so that i put into practice the knowledge which is aka wisdom his wisdom because it's his knowledge that he is giving me right so and i believe it's the holy spirit who gives us the we are told that he gives his gifts are wisdom knowledge understanding wait am i saying my own things the gifts of the holy spirit Oh, they are wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and the fear of the Lord. Okay. Let me actually see the which Bible verse. Gifts of the Holy Spirit Bible verse. Because I don't even know what piety is. I mean, I know the word, but I don't know what it means. I've heard of it. I've never used it in a sentence. First Corinthians chapter 12. Okay. Let me end this with Bible hub. That I understand what piety is. Okay. There are different kinds of gifts. But the same spirit distributes them. Okay. There, there are different kinds of service. But the same Lord. There are different kinds of working. But in all of them. And in everyone, it is the same God at work. Okay. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for a common good. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Yeah. But is there a difference between those and like the actual gift, like message of wisdom and message of knowledge? Is that different from like wisdom and knowledge? Can I say like the Holy, the gift of the Holy Spirit is wisdom? Let me search. Is the, is wisdom a gift of the Holy Spirit? Wisdom is the first and highest gift of the Holy Spirit. Because it is the perfection of faith through wisdom. Okay. What is a gift of wisdom? Spiritual. Okay. My point is this. <laughs> I think it makes my point, right? It's from the same God, the Holy Spirit, who teaches me, excuse me, who guides me on where to get the knowledge. Um, he's the same one who gives me the wisdom, meaning how I apply this in my own life. Because again, this affects me, right? It affects me. So, I don't call myself a teacher because a, t a verse in the Bible tells me not to teach. No, I've never even thought of that. Even though I know some people say women should not do whatever, whatever. I've never associated myself with that. The only reason, again, I'm going to re really... Is because of that James verse where 
we are told don't aspire many of you should not aspire to be teachers because yeah you'll be judged more harshly more strictly so that's the one verse that i have like a fear of the lord towards is that a it makes sense like that's one verse i don't like to mess with like the, the teaching and the preaching that's one thing i don't like to mess with because i don't want to lead people astray but i i see my studies as, as conversations with just me sharing my own thought process i'm sharing my own thought process i'm not claiming that everything i'm saying is 100% true and people should listen to that and this is what god says and uh, no i know i am a person who can um misunderstand some things and the holy spirit will will guide me and and change my thinking renew my mind yeah we're told that we need to our minds renewed so that means i can be wrong in one area and the holy spirit needs to teach me nanini you're wrong humble yourself you know so i'm aware of all that that's why i say i'm not say i, I don't say that because i'm afraid like afraid afraid no i just, um, I just don't want to intentionally put myself in a place where i'll just like i'll i'll disappoint god by by um leading people astray why like there are these these um positions that people run to i don't need to be identified by somebody as a christian to actually identify as a christian jesus says it's not by your title it's by your fruits they will know you are my disciples by the way you love each other by your actions so i don't need a title to prove that i know something that i'm at a certain level i don't think i've ever and i thank god but i don't think i've ever been that person who yearns for attention like who just wants to be labeled something and be above people and i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just because they are actually naturally born leaders they don't want it but they are yeah actually that i think that's that's where i lean towards i don't know if i can call myself a leader but if that's something god has in plan for me i'm not that type of a person who wants a position if the opportunity comes my way and i'm good at what i do then i thank god but whether i'm called a ceo or a professor or a teacher or a preacher or a prophet or a whatever it's not about the labeling for me and i believe that's what god is guiding us to understand it's not about the labels it's actually about your deeds you're already saved but it's not this is why i'm saying i was highlighting the good deeds part okay let me just pause here because i'll i'll start the study next next week so god thank you thank you um thank you for your knowledge your wisdom and your understanding i pray that you open my mind humble me i don't want to speak out of my own understanding whatever i don't know i don't know right now but you are willing and able to teach me and give me understanding um guide me in this study and in the next studies that I'll be doing bless those who are listening guide them as well in their studies may we know the depths of you through the holy spirit
Reveal yourself to us, O God. May we humble ourselves before you humble us. <laughs> because even again, you said like you, you, um, you correct your children. If you're not corrected by God, then you're not his children. So I know you humbling us is you correcting us, but I don't want you to get it to that place. So God guide us. Um, we're praying for sound doctrine. And it's not a doctrine of man, a doctrine, you, your teaching, doctrines in your teaching, your teaching, not man-made teaching. I want to understand your word. I want to understand me as a woman, how you have created me and what you want, how you want me to live with the fellow women and the fellow and the, and the men that you have created. I want to exist the way you, you desire me to exist in this world honestly i fail but that's my desire so what guide me in understanding and help me to accept and submit myself to your word um to whatever you reveal re you reveal whatever you teach me i pray oh god that you give me a humble heart and a willing spirit of obedience um, bless my family, cover and protect us, Lord. Bless my nation, bless my friends and their families, cover and protect them. We're praying for unity, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Praying for wisdom, knowledge, understanding, discernment. Cover us, Lord, cover us. It's in Jesus' name I pray, trusting and believing. Amen. My phone will go in the poor. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of the Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.